It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A couple of roster moves for the Washington Commanders since we last left you. Some statistical superlatives from Sunday that you may not have noticed or forgotten about that you could use at the water cooler and a cool new job for a Super Bowl champion. All of that and more coming up on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Good to have you with us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Commanders fans, we welcome you aboard one and all. Good to have you with us on the Locked On Commanders podcast as we talk to you midweek and get you ready for the Detroit Lions. We welcome you aboard. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, or your daily podcast following the Washington Commanders. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Odyssey, and the WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., a new streaming app that's a game changer. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for making us your first listen and or your first view of the day. My co-host David Harrison is off for this particular edition. He'll be back with a crossover Thursday edition. Uh, I am Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, and again, the Odyssey app. You can listen to Pete Medhurst and myself 9 to noon, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon Eastern time, that is, uh, on any time on demand, along with this show, again, on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, uh, we're somewhere at dharrison82 on Twitter, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders for the show Twitter feed. LOC is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. All right, since we last left you, the Washington Commanders, like literally immediately when we got done recording on Monday afternoon for the Tuesday edition, the Commanders announced that they had officially put Fedarian Mathis on season-ending IR. At least it's expected to be season-ending IR. I think they could bring him back technically, but that is not the expectation. He'll have meniscus surgery. Obviously, some complication uh, with the surgery. We want to make sure you get it right. Big man, longer recovery. But it looks like, we think, we hope, that the ACL and other major important parts of the knee outside of the meniscus were spared. So that is good. He is expected to make a full recovery, uh, that according to multiple reports and also what the team uh, is sharing. Meanwhile, the team did not sign one of the veteran free agents that we discussed on the last show. No, no, no. They instead signed young defensive tackle and lineman Donovan not Derek Jeter, as soon as we put that episode to bed. So who is Donovan Jeter? Well, he's an undrafted rookie out of the University of Maine. 
Michigan. You may remember Aiden Hutchinson on that defensive line, uh, and there are other pass rusher, uh, but you may not remember Donovan Jeter. Okay, so Jeter was undrafted out of Michigan. Again, uh, caught on with the Pittsburgh Steelers, kind of his hometown team. He's from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Played in a couple of preseason games for the Steelers, one of their final cuts, former four-star recruit. So, you know, he's got some talent. 32 defensive snaps in three preseason games for Pittsburgh. He drew a 90.5 in just six snaps in their first preseason game. And then a 63-3 overall out of 100, according to profootballfocus.com, with two quarterback hurries in the entire three-game preseason. Again, only playing 32 defensive snaps. He's about 310 pounds, so certainly some athleticism. He can get after it a little bit, but yet a thicker frame a little bit. Also, the team signed Benning Potoai uh, to their practice squad, and Potoai is a former University of Washington standout who's been with the Tampa Bay Bucks for the last couple of years, so David might have some details on something that he saw down in their training camp or in their preseason as he call, uh, follows them a lot more closely, uh, certainly, than I do. Here's what I can tell you. I watched some college tape on Potoai from Washington in 2019. Looks like he gives a pretty good effort. Looks like he can shed and get off on the snap. I don't want to go too far. Again, that was a couple of years ago. Very different game from from, uh, the NFL looks like he can line up over the nose shade as a one technique, that type of thing. So I think, I think maybe, uh, they've got some fresh young legs, some inexperience. Certainly they're not signing an experienced body. We'll get there in a sec, but he drew, uh, Potoai in 64 preseason snaps, according to PFF, uh, this year, he drew a 73.0 overall. Listed, again, around 290-ish pounds, so a little bit smaller than Donovan Jeter. But, again, you don't always have to be a certain prototype. Now, in order to make these moves, and again, he is just on the practice squad, they released uh, Farad Gardner, who had been cut in the final cutdown and, of course, signed back to the practice squad. So Farad Gardner, for now, no longer with the Washington Commanders. However... Uh, I guess maybe the most noteworthy uh, point of information is that there's no veteran tackle that we discussed on Monday. Remember, we start, uh, we talked about Star Latulale, uh, who was with Rivera in Carolina, 33 years old. Linval Joseph or Indomitian Sue, who's played more end but can also cash in in the 4-3 or cave in, I should say, in the 4-3 and was drafted by Martin Mayhew in Detroit way back when. But uh, no sign of any of those guys, at least for this week. Uh, and that means that basically Daniel Wise is going to step up and get, I think he played like 23 snaps or somewhere in that range on Sunday. Probably expect him to get 35 or somewhere around that because he's going to get Mathis's. Plus, they're going to have to probably ease off of Jonathan Allen uh, and maybe even Deron Payne, who played, I believe both of them played mid-50s. Uh, maybe 55 and 54 on a Sunday. And again, Jonathan Allen dealing with a little bit of a lower body injury, a groin uh, that they're trying to take care of, but he should be okay. All right. So that puts us in a position to kind of, you know, at least move forward for week two. We'll see what happens after that, and we'll see how much they potentially get gashed uh, on the ground by DeAndre Swift and the Detroit Lions. Before we take our first time out, former commanders, uh, linebacker and edge pass rusher, second-round pick, uh, never really worked out here. Ryan Anderson had some moments. He was signed to the Steelers' practice squad 
according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, of course, Pittsburgh now dealing with the T.J. Watt injury, even though he is not going to be lost for the season, he is going to be lost for several weeks. Also, former commander center Keith Ismael reportedly has signed to the 49ers practice squad. All right, coming up, a couple of observations after combing through most of Sunday's game tape that you might not remember and might be cool to share uh, again at the water cooler. That's next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, and here to tell you about our friends at LinkedIn. That's right. As you gear up for fall, guys, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it's easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. I wish when I was running a small business, uh, an LLC for Sports Illustrated, uh, actually what David does uh, now under a different setup, uh, I wish I had the access to LinkedIn jobs that you guys have because it would have made finding the right candidates, the right support staff, the right personnel easier uh, and better and quicker, quite honestly, than just hiring random people, uh, quite honestly, that I didn't have a chance to fully vet, even though I did some good things. I did some good things. Uh, again, make sure you go check out LinkedIn Jobs. What is LinkedIn Jobs? Well, you create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and the world's largest professional network, which is going to get you to over 810 million people, guys. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find the right people to bring aboard, to bring them to you. Simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then ultimately who you want to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free at LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. Again, I'm Chris Russell. My partner, David Harrison, returns on the next episode. So, a couple of plays I wanted to bring up from Sunday's 28-22 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, that I, you know, went back and I found that I was watching and I was kind of breaking down and kind of intrigued. And I've tweeted about them. Uh, and and so, so maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Uh, but a play that I loved was a third and one quick screen on the move to Antonio Gibson from the Washington 36 near the end of the first half, right after the two-minute warning. Washington had already scored on, you know, their first two touchdowns or their first two drives, I should say, two touchdowns. And on this particular drive, they didn't score because Curtis Samuel ultimately fumbled two plays after this particular one. 
but they were moving the football and they were humming again. And they threw a quick screen on third and one against a five-man rush. Carson Wentz immediately saw the extra man coming, threw it immediately, whether Antonio Gibson is hot or not. He releases out of the backfield to Wentz is left. Again, a screen, a swing, whatever you kind of want to look at it, left flat. They catch Jacksonville napping a little bit. Wentz maybe just a hair behind. And I mean a hair behind if it was. And Antonio Gibson can get it mostly in stride, mostly on the run, and turns it into, again, a 25-yard game on third and one. I'm a big fan of rushing the football, but you don't always have to rush the football on third and one. If you're going to be accurate, if you're going to have a good plan, if you're not going to go low percentage and go down the field, which, again, can hit from time to time, but it's low percentage. A nice screen on the run to the left flat, that is high percentage. That is essentially the short, quick game that I've been talking about all offseason that is so important that Carson Wentz has to master and hammer, and he did it perfectly in that particular sequence. So I want to give him credit, even though it didn't lead to points. A couple of plays that Logan Thomas was involved in, uh, and we touched on this on the Sunday Night Live episode from FedEx Field. Logan Thomas and Carson Wentz again beat a blitz on third and eight when the commanders desperately needed a jolt of electricity. If they didn't convert on that, they were going to have to punt. And that was after the two Carson Wentz interceptions that led to Jacksonville taking the lead. So third and eight, Logan Thomas has one catch to this point. You know how big he was on third down in 2020 for them when he was healthy. Healthy now again. And Logan Thomas and Carson Wentz hook up again versus the Blitz. Wentz recognizes it, gets the ball out relatively quickly before he takes a big hit. Logan Thomas, of course, makes the catch, catch and run, and they turn that into a 27-yard gain. The very next play, because that gets you to midfield. Again, third and eight versus the blitz there. Big, 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 big with the offense struggling big time. That gets you to midfield. The next play, Terry McLaurin, boom, 49-yard touchdown. Again, one can't happen probably without the other. Maybe they would have gone for it on fourth and one, don't know. But without that conversion, we don't know. That's the point. Also, Logan Thomas, a plus 15-yard catch reception on third and 10 later in the fourth quarter. As a matter of fact, in the next series on the Jahan Dotson second touchdown, go-ahead touchdown series. Third and 10, plus 15, Logan Thomas Bells you out, big-time throw by Carson Wentz, one of many. Now, there were some bad throws, as we've all chronicled, as we've talked about, maybe not hammered him for because of how many good throws he made. But Logan Thomas on third and 10, plus 15, thank you. I'll take it all the time. Even if Logan Thomas only has two or three catches, if a couple of them come on third down and a couple of them set up scores like they did. Again, he set up the McLaurin touchdown. He set up the Jahan Dotson second touchdown. And guess what? While he didn't really have a huge role in the first John Dotson touchdown, he did have a four-yard catch inside the 10-yard line to the seven of Jacksonville on the play before Jahan's first touchdown. Remember the kind of leaping grab in the back line of the end zone. Again, Logan Thomas having a hand in all three touchdowns uh, for the Washington Commanders after their initial score, after their initial score. And really, if you think about it, the tight ends, because – Armani Rogers had a 23-yard little squib screen back to the left side, the back side, uh, after the fake by Carson Wentz to the right and the action to the right. 
So Armani Rogers, not Logan Thomas, helped set up that particular touchdown to Curtis Samuel. So the tight ends setting up in a big way all four commanders touchdowns. Uh, this from my buddy John Kime of ESPN. Uh, and he noted, and the John Kime report, uh, that on the game-winning toss to Dotson after that Logan Thomas catch, that Washington's pass protection, of course, holding up well versus cover one, as he noted, single high safety, three others uh, in man coverage across the board, and Jacksonville blitzed again, sent seven. Uh, J.D. McKissick had a nice pickup. John Bates was involved in the pass protection. Boom, Wentz finds Dotson, who beats his man again off the double move. Now, it wasn't the best throw. It wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough, and he got it over the defender, and he put it in a position where Jahan Dotson, who has, again, this incredible catch radius, was able to pick it up. One note that I wanted to bring up and point out, Jamin Davis had a sack taken away from him because of a Kendall Fuller illegal contact, but maybe that helped him get that sack. I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, but certainly it didn't hurt, right? But what I liked about Jamin Davis for all the bad things about Jamin Davis, for all the things you worry about Jamin Davis, is he got to the quarterback and it was effort and hustle and he dragged down Trevor Lawrence. Again, it didn't count and nobody remembers it, but just something to remember, you should remember because I'm telling you about it. Also, from Rich Rebar or at Lord Reeves on Twitter, uh, who uh, does a lot of analytics. He points out Detroit Lions stud wide receiver, Amon Ra St. Brown, who they are going to see uh, on Sunday at Ford Field, had eight plus catches now in seven straight games. That's one behind the all-time record held by Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown. It's going to be a busy day for William Jackson III and Kendall Fuller. St. Brown also has a touchdown grab in five straight games played, the longest streak by a Detroit Lions since Calvin Johnson in 2011. All right, guys, we wrap up the show with the commanders on the rise in the latest Locked On Power Rankings. That's coming up next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at Bet Online. That's right. Bet Online is your place to go, guys, for all the latest odds, rankings, betting needs, and more. Of course, the Commanders opened up one-and-a-half-point dogs. Initially, one, they got to one-and-a-half on Monday. Again, the Lions scored 35 points in come-from-behind fashion. So uh, we expect that line to probably stay in that neighborhood. Now, maybe uh, it'll be a break-even spot by the time we get to kickoff because the commander scored 28 points and did it in more traditional fashion. Maybe people bet that uh, a little bit and take the commanders. You can do that as well. Find out all of the uh, lines and odds for week two in the NFL, plus a full slate of college football uh, as well. Maryland SMU, if you're interested in that game, Saturday night in College Park. I can't wait uh, to keep an eye on that. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including uh, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf is bet online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action. Get aboard now at Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast on this midweek edition. Uh, Again, I'm Chris Russell. David will be back on the next edition. We appreciate you being with us. So a couple of news and notes items here uh, to finish up the show. So you might remember at the last home game of last year when Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles was running off to the visitor's tunnel after the game and the railing collapsed on nearly on him. I I don't know how he avoided it. Fans fell over, what have you. I mean, it was just another ugly, disastrous scene uh, for the commanders at FedEx Field. Well, four people who were injured in that game, this according to uh, multiple reports from both ESPN and the Washington Post, Uh, Four people that were injured in that game because of that railing collapse have sued the organization and three other defendants late last week, each seeking awards in excess of $75,000 plus punitive damages. Now, I don't have any other details. I don't know exactly how that works, but the number seems a little bit low. But I mean, listen, whatever the commanders have to pay here, whatever the security has to pay here, just get it done. Get it over with, move past it, close it out, pay whatever's got to pay because you do not want this hanging over you. All right, now the power rankings. Week two, Locked On uh, puts together these power rankings each and every Tuesday. So you should check it out. Uh, Of course, this is a big thing for the network and always interesting to kind of take a look and see where your team ranks. If you're not a commanders fan, or if you are a commanders fan, you might be pleased to know that the commanders with the virtue of their 28, 22 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars went from 25th in week one, all the way up to 20, one spot ahead of the Arizona Cardinals who got absolutely pasted by the Kansas city chiefs at home in week one. One, amongst the big movers in the power rankings, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell, of course, lots of Washington ex-Washington NFL blood there, going from 19 to 9 by virtue of their stomping at home of the Green Bay Packers. The New York Giants and the NFC East go from all the way at number 30 up to number 23, so just a couple of spots ahead Uh, I should say behind, rather, the Washington Commanders. So that's one NFC East team. Giants going from 30 to 23 by virtue of their one-point road win over the Tennessee Titans, who stink, by the way. Uh, I didn't even pick, I don't think, the Tennessee Titans to make the playoffs this year. Uh, That's how down I am on them, and so far, so good in that regard. How about Chicago? Of course, the upset win over Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers in a monsoon of rain at Soldier Field. They go from last, dead last, 32 up to number 25. You know who the Chicago Bears and the Giants are ahead of? Now, maybe this is unfair based on one game, but again, this is a week-to-week referendum, the Dallas 
Cowboys, who got squashed at home by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then lose Dak Prescott, lose a couple others like Connor McGovern and one of their safeties, Javon Kurse. Uh, don't know exactly the status of those guys moving forward. We're already without Tyron Smith. It might be a tough year, of course, for the Dallas Cowboys. I already thought it wasn't going to be a great year, uh, but now even worse. Although, news on Dak Prescott from Jerry Jones telling 105.3 The Fan in Dallas and my buddy Sean Sharif and RJ uh, that he could come back in just a couple of weeks and that they're not putting him on IR. Now, I believe he's still going to miss that week four game against the Commanders. I believe that's kind of the timeline we're looking for, but he might be back right after that. So just keep an eye on that. But the Dallas Cowboys go from 16 all the way down to number 27. We mentioned the San Francisco 49ers, my NFC champion projection pick before the season. Yeah, not looking good. They lose a game that you know, kind of thought you had to win and lose Eli Mitchell for two months, one of their great running backs. Uh, they go from 8 to 15, and now they got to figure it out with Trey Lance. Yikes. And Arizona goes from 15 to 21 after that blowout loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, the commanders go up from 25 to 20, one spot ahead of Arizona. The Eagles holding uh, true as the top team in the NFC East. They go from number uh, 11 to number 7 by virtue of their tight win on the road in Detroit's Ford Field. And one final note, guys, to wrap up the show uh, in this midweek edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Congratulations to good man Brad Edwards. Uh, you can wish him congratulations as well at Brad Edwards 5 as his Twitter handle, Super Bowl 26 champion. He was awesome in that particular win against the Buffalo Bills for the Washington NFL franchise. I know I've talked to him uh, about it. Just a tremendous game, couple of picks, a couple of hard hits, passes, defense, all of that. Well, he's been serving as the George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, Northern Virginia, for those that are unaware, George Mason University Athletics Director. Uh, so basically he was named on Tuesday as the new CEO of their national headquarters for the NFL Alumni Association. Now, I believe he's going to start that job in early to mid-October. I believe he's going to stay at George Mason, although I don't have that particular part uh, confirmed. But congratulations to Brad Edwards, uh, a Super Bowl champion for the Washington NFL franchise. we got to get Brad on uh, as well. Congratulations to Joe Theismann as well. Speaking of somebody we got to get on, right? Joe Theismann this Friday night at nine o'clock Eastern time, and I'm sure you'll catch it at another time or two. NFL Network debuting a football life on Joe Theismann and his journey with the injury, a Super Bowl championship, everything. My buddy Doc Walker going to be involved in that production and others as well. I think Doug Williams uh, and, and maybe Joe Gibbs as well. I assume Joe Gibbs uh, as well. Again, uh, congratulations to Joe Theismann. Joey T, always good to see him recognized and properly honored. All right. That is going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We want to thank you guys for making LOC your first listen of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, David's scheduled to do a little crossover Thursday as we get you set for the Detroit Lions. Watch out for DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra St. Brown. Now make your second listen and view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Mount Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you guys want to hop in, 
uh, and discuss something. Voicemail, we can get you at that way, as we did on the last episode, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. The more concise, the better. Don't be like me and ramble on and on. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Again, thank you for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders, for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980. We'll be back with a crossover Thursday edition right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.